Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Five in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper with you. Last half hour of the show on International Women's Day. Two former captains of the Edmonton Oilers. First Shane Corson and then Wayne Gretzky on the heels of the passing of Walter Gretzky. And uh, both Shane and Wayne, talking about not just the impact of uh, their fathers, who they've both lost, but also the impact of the women in their lives on International Women's Day. We will tell you that guests on our show receive gift certificates from Japanese Village. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout. Complete details at jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff at uh, Japanese Village. Uh you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. I do have a lot of texts. Uh, th- this one came in. Uh, Bob, do you ever get through these interviews and just sp- sit back and shake your head for the fact that you just interviewed Wayne Gretzky? Uh, well, you know what Wayne would tell you? Wayne would tell you that uh, every interview I, I do, I-, I should have the same outlook and the same perspective. But I-, I appreciate what you're saying in the text. But that's just how he is. He's just that guy. And, uh, and again, uh, it was great having both Shane Corson and Wayne on, and those two played with St. Louis, uh, to close out the 95-96 season. Time for update on the farm. It is International Women's Day. We are pleased to be joined on the line by Jay Woodcroft. Hello, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on today. Yep. Uh, it's been a busy show with a couple surprises, so we've been uh, pretty active, and that's always a good thing. Uh, you guys are rolling right now. Before we get to that, uh, though it is International Women's Day, and I know that, uh, uh, like all of us, uh, you have been touched by the women in your life. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's a important day in uh in our culture here, and I know uh, when it's International Women's Day, I think of my grandmother, Janet Craddock. I think of uh, my mom, Jem Woodcroft. I think of my my beautiful wife and, and partner, Jackie Woodcroft. And you know, we're blessed to have two beautiful daughters, um, twin daughters. And uh, and you know what? It's uh, it's an important day in our household, and uh, you know we're celebrating it. Uh, Wayne just talked about uh, where he uh, believes he got his athleticism from. Uh, with all due respect to Walter, he talked about what a great athlete Phyllis was as well. Uh, if you were to hazard a guess as to uh, uh, the genesis of the origin of the athleticism that your children have, I- I'm sure you're going to defer to your wife, aren't you? Because she was a great athlete her own right, wasn't she? Yeah, she was a Division One uh, uh, softball player, and um, yeah, yes, she's certainly the best athlete in our relationship, I think, and uh, she's blessed with 
Um, really good hand-eye coordination and um, good musculature. And uh, certainly my kids uh, who are really into swimming and soccer follow in their mom's footsteps. And, you know, that said, for, for from my side of the family, my mom was a great athlete as well. She was a, a high-end equestrian show jumper. And uh, she was probably the best athlete out of everyone in our family as well. Awesome stuff. All right, Jay. Uh, you you never lost any confidence after the 0-5 start. You said, stop. We're out shooting teams. We've got the puck. Uh, it's going to come around. You've now won five straight games. Um, and you've got maybe, the, well, probably the hottest line right now in the American Hockey League. Was just was, was it just a matter of getting things settled down? And, and also, maybe some of the teams you're playing, Jay, they had a little bit more time together than your group did just because of how things worked out with the corn and the fact that uh, you had some players that were up at Edmonton for training camp and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's just all, that's part and parcel with the American Hockey League. Um, and especially with our team having to deal with an international border. So we started in January 25th, um, and some of these teams that we're playing have been together for a long time and training together and in their, their NHL bubble for a long time. Um, but we never looked at that as anything other than a challenge. Uh, you mentioned it in the first five games. We didn't get the result. Um, that that we were looking for but we really uh, thought we were hammer, hammering away at our processes and that's where we put our focus we pounded on the positives and um, you know like I said at the time when we were speaking you know there was a lot of uh, things that were passing the eye test and a lot of things passing the numbers test we felt that if we stuck with it if we persevered um, and we were consistent with our messaging that it would come around and sure enough it has and that's a credit to our players and the hard work that they're putting in Jay, uh, I've been accused of focusing too much on Ryan McLeod. I've actually got text Bob. There's more than just Ryan McLeod, but for me, he's an incredibly important prospect for Edmonton because he has a chance to to, to be an impactful player at the NHL level. Uh, Spiners, he he is from what I. The, the, the highlights that I saw and from the sources I've spoken, he is playing center on this line with Tyler Benson and Cooper Marodi's playing over in right wing or are Marodi and McLeod uh, flip-flopping at times? No, McLeod's playing in the middle and that's, that's a priority for us is to make sure that he's getting his reps in the middle. So we move Cooper over to the wing and uh, they have good chemistry. Um, you mentioned that they're one of the hottest lines in the American Hockey League. Cooper Marodi uh, one player of the week. Um, he's leading. He's leading the American Hockey League in scoring as we speak right now. Uh, McLeod has done yeoman's work in in the middle. I think he scored four goals in his last five games. Um, and Tyler Benson is over over a point of game clip. So those three guys have driven us specifically over the last couple games. But they've been, you know, like I said, they're like the rest of our team. They've had really good moments um, during the whole season and. You know, uh, you mentioned how important Ryan is as a prospect for the for the team. He's getting great reps. That line's playing uh, 19 to 20 minutes every night uh, in all situations. And like I said, they've they've really helped pace us. Cooper Marodi had a nasty concussion, uh, and I know actually he had a couple. And I know once you get that second one, sometimes it takes like 18 months to, for a guy to get all the way back. We saw that a bit with Jared Stoll here uh, in Edmonton after. Paulson lit him up one time with a cheap shot. Uh, it is, is he starting to look 
like I'm not, and I don't mean to disparage him, but I thought last year there was some tepidness with his game a little bit. Uh, is he is he kind of back? Do you think to maybe where he was when he had such a terrific first year in the American Hockey League? Yes, I do. I think, and I think a big part of it is that he feels fully healthy. And, and, you know, he just wasn't battling the concussion issue. He had some little nagging injuries uh, that cropped up uh, last year as well. But the, the head issue was, was something that he got straightened around. He, he went into the bubble uh, in great spirits, um, had a good experience there. He talked a lot about the intensity of playoff hockey at the NHL level uh, and how that influenced him and his training and his preparation for this season. He had a good NHL training camp. And, um, you know, him feeling good about himself has led to a real strong start. And if you actually go back and look at some of the goals he scored, they're big league goals. They're, they are taking on NHL defensemen. They are um, putting it by some, some good goaltenders' uh, ears uh, in a a little fine spot and um, you know he's he is found some chemistry with McLeod and Benson and and I can tell you that when we didn't have Cooper in the lineup last year um, you know we really really missed the skill so to have him back in the lineup now and contributing and feeling healthy and good about himself uh, makes our team that much better. I had a conversation with uh, an Eastern Conference management source this morning who said you know Bob there's Canadian teams that have their their farm teams in Canada right now. Those guys are closer because of quarantine rules. And he said, the the point he said is, it's really impressive for a kid like maybe Benson who's thinking, I'm close to being in the NHL and he's gone down there and instead of kind of getting off to a quiet starter, he's he's engaged and he's he's trying to will his way back up there and look at what I'm doing down here. Is Is that a, would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I think he's done a, a heck of a job. And, and the one thing about Tyler is, you know, he went into training camp. He had a good training camp. Um, you know, he got reassigned to Bakersfield. He came down with a fantastic attitude. And he had a really good first uh, couple days of camp. And then he had um, a, a, an injury or an ailment that held him out of out of skating, not just uh, not playing, but out of skating for about 12 days straight. So uh, he's really starting to find his footing now. Um, you know, he's he's back fully up to speed. He, like I said, he's found that chemistry. And and with with Benson, we're trying to um, grow his game a little bit. Trying trying to add a tool to his toolbox, so to speak. We're introducing him to the penalty kill. He's certainly a smart enough hockey player that he grasps penalty kill concepts and our penalty kill has been very very good and a strength for us all season and he's been a big part of that so um you know i think that by challenging him that way and showing him that that might be a way in at the nhl level uh it's piqued his interest and it's uh, like i said added another tool to his toolbox now you didn't have malone yesterday um you, you did end up getting Esposito. He threw a big hit and uh, ended up getting. Uh, did, did he get tossed out of the game on on Saturday against LA? Because I th- I, saw, I thought I actually thought that the hit was okay. Jay shows you what I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, we thought it was okay too. Um, 
it was, uh, and when you go back and look at it on video, his feet, feet were firmly planted on the ice. Uh, the, he went through the shoulder. It was a big hit. Certainly it was a big hit. And, um, you know, they challenged him immediately. Uh, uh, guy skated all the way across the ice to challenge him, and he answered the bell great. I thought it was uh, it raised the emotional temperature um, in, in not only that game, but the series. And, um, yeah, and so he was tossed uh, for a good part of that game, which left us scrambling, and then, and then Brad left that game as well. So we were down to a short number of forwards, but our guys dug in and found a way. And, and uh, even yesterday, with no Brad in the lineup, um, you know, that's a, that's a big thing for our team to weather. And I thought there was a lot of really good uh, veteran players step up and kind of fill that leadership void when Brad wasn't in the lineup. I'm sorry, I didn't see Alan Klein play this weekend. Is he out as well? Yeah, Alan's, uh, Alan is injured in a little bit more longer term for Alan. Okay. He got hurt a couple couple weekends ago. And, uh, yeah, it's a little bit longer term for Alan. Uh, Max Gilden, uh, for the listeners that are unaware, there's uh, there's a couple pretty tough guys in, in the minor pros. Uh, they're brothers, uh, the Gallants. But uh, Max, uh, you guys obviously a little bit light on defense right now with a lot of the Oilers' D prospects over in uh, Europe right now and, and Lenstrom up with the Edmonton Oilers. Just a quick comment, if you could, on uh, on him stepping up and taking a scrap, but uh, you're getting a, a third-round pick from Florida helping you out in the back end a bit. Yeah, I thought it was uh, a creative, um, creative solution for our team when when Cuckoo uh, up top got injured and Lenstrom uh, went up. We were a little bit short on on the back end in terms of numbers and depth, and um, Keith Kretzky did a heck of a job of um, arranging um, Florida to have the ability to loan Max to our team. And, um, you know, I think it, it helps us out. Um, and it's a good situation for him. Uh, I think the, the way Florida is set up right now uh, is that they're sharing an affiliation agreement uh, in, in Syracuse with, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So rather than having Max, uh, you know, sitting out up in Syracuse, New York, uh, this was a good situation. We had a need, uh, and we uh, we took him on loan. And, and his first three games, you know, he he's certainly has a good hockey pedigree, has a good hockey um, frame, and uh, he's contributed, including that fight you're talking about, but also a couple assists, and he's been a plus player for us. So he helps make us a better team on the back end. Marcus Niemelainen, uh, tough training camp, but by all reports, he's coming along. How's he, how's he look for you, Jay? You're with him on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I think he's one of the stories of our year um, thus far. I think uh, long body, um, skates well for a big man, um, good wingspan in D-zone. He kills a lot of plays. There's a lot of fast outs when he's on the ice in D-zone, and uh, he's matched up against the best players. Uh, him and uh, Kevin Gravel are, are kind of our shutdown pair, our high-minute pairing, and uh, I think he's a very underrated yet exciting prospect for the Edmonton Oilers. I think he has a real chance to be an NHL player one day. He's got to get a little bit stronger and, and continue to adjust to the North American game, but uh, like I said, he's been a story of our season thus far. Your team's playing well, you're scoring some goals, but you've had the better goalie in five straight as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's a credit to uh, Stuart Skinner. I mean, he has uh, come in and solidified things back there. You know, Bob, we don't give up a lot. Uh, we don't give up a lot of shots or chances, but when we do, like all teams, when you break down, it's nice to have uh, somebody uh, making the key save at the right time. So, you know, I think we've given up five goals in our last five games, and uh, Stuart's been uh, an absolute rock, but there's there's been a lot of uh, sacrifice in front of him as well with our decor getting in shooting lanes and our, our forwards really committing um, to not spending a lot of time in our own end. Jay, I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for taking time here on Oilers Now. We'll hook up. Uh, you got three games this week. Is that right? Yep, three home games this week, and uh, we've got our work cut out for us. We have on Wednesday San Diego, one of the top teams in the division coming in, and then also uh, a couple versus San Jose. So it's going to be uh, a big week for us. Much appreciated, Jay. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. You bet. 151 in Edmonton. We're going to take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. Some definitely uh, strong women in my life, and um, I mean, my mom worked uh, 12 hour, 12 hour days, 12 hour nights to, to put my brother and I through minor hockey. Um, uh, loved spending time at my grandma's place. I mean, she was. Uh, I always had a really, really close relationship with her, and um, and now I've uh, I met my wife um, in Red Deer, and um, we've been married for the past couple of years. So I've been lucky uh, to be surrounded by some great women. International Women's Day, that's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. We'll tell you, there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less and with task when outstanding customer service, a key to business. Brent Ridge Ford is a 10 times President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. They treat you fairly when you buy vehicles. They offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. And not only have they hooked up yours truly, they now have Cam Moon on board. So let Johnny, Uncle Milt, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Rich's uh, son, Chase, came through with a couple points for the Red Deer Rebels uh, in their victory on Saturday night. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. For Dennis and Jason Laliberti and back at the 630 Chad Studios, here's Brendan Escott. In 1988, the Oilers trade Andy Moog to Boston for Bill Ranford and Jeff Cortnall. Ranford uh, went on to play in parts of nine seasons for the Oilers, winning the Stanley Cup in 88 and, of course, again in 90. Courtnell was traded just four months later to Washington for Greg Adams. All right. We will tell you that tomorrow for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, Mark Spector will join us. We'll tell you that our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties. Employing Albertans caring for our horses, horse racing Alberta. I'd like to thank our guests today. They included Quinn Phillips from Global Edmonton, John Shannon, our NHL insider, former Oilers captains, Shane Corson and Wayne Gretzky, and and Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft. We will tell you coming up at 2 o'clock today on the 6.30 Chat Afternoons. 
Polling done exclusively for Global News has found that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's Liberals would receive 35% of the popular vote if a federal election were held today, while the Conservatives would receive 28%. How much of their success could be attributed to vaccine shipments arriving in Canada, and what's the likelihood of a 2021 election? Dr. Lydia Miljohn from the University of Windsor joins Jalen and I to discuss after a 2 o'clock global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. I will rejoin you with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Jack Michaels, Cam Moon, a cast of thousands from Rogers Place in the Faceoff Show at 5.30. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.